That's a gutsy win for Tennessee. First road win of the season. Another win over Kentucky, 33-27. The good, the bad, the ugly. Some initial thoughts. It's your postcast, Locked on Balls. You are Locked on Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome to your postcast edition of Locked On Balls. I'm your host, Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys uh, for being here again an early, early, early Sunday morning, putting this out over the night, uh, recording this when I get back, when I got back from Kentucky, uh, following Tennessee's 33-27 win over the Wildcats. Uh, it was certainly not perfect. Uh, there was a lot of things that went wrong in this game, but there was also a lot of things that went good in this football game. Uh, but most importantly, Tennessee scored more points than its of opposition, and Tennessee is now six and two for the first. Or excuse me, Tennessee is now six and two in the regular season, entering the month of November for only the second time since Philip Former was let go at Tennessee. The first time was last season, and so again, the, during the midst of your frustrations and the defense didn't do this and Joe Milton didn't do that or whatever, just remember Tennessee is six and two entering the month of November for only the second time. Since Philip Former was head coach here at Tennessee, the first time was last year during that magical season. So a lot to celebrate. Uh, during this brief little postcast here, quick thoughts. My thoughts uh, following the the football game. Joe Milton. I said it. <laughs> I said it um, last week uh, after the Alabama game that that was the best Joe Milton we've seen in a Tennessee uniform. Uh, this is the best Joe Milton that we've seen in a Tennessee uniform. He played at an exceptionally high clip. Uh, good Joe Milton. And what this means moving forward. Uh, here on a postcast edition of Lockdown Vols. Again, Tennessee, you know, jumped out so, you know, really, really well in this football game. Led 10 to nothing uh, in this game before, you know, Alabama, or excuse me, before Kentucky got on the board and uh, kicked the field goal there just inside the second quarter, making it 10 to 3. Tennessee, you know, led throughout, never trailed in this football game, you know, led 13 to 3, 13 to 10, 20 to 10, 20 to 17, 23 17, 26 17, 26 24. 33-24, and then 33-27. Uh, Tennessee, of course, led by as many as 10 in this football game. Um, you know, pushed it to a two-score limit there in the second half, and I thought that was critical, uh, but never trailed in this football game. And I thought um, that shows, uh, again, a lot of growth from this football program. Uh, it wasn't your best night defensively. Didn't get home with your front four, and I think it's completely obvious now. And again, we talk about this. It's all It all ties together. We've talked about how the secondary and the defense overall, but the secondary – appears to have taken a step forward this year, but you're not going to be anything unless your front four is getting to the quarterback. Uh, look at Florida. Your secondary had kind of a rough game. Well, your your front four didn't get to the quarterback. You look at this football game. Your secondary was exposed. Your secondary did not have a good football game. It's because you weren't getting adequate uh, normal pressure on your quarterback You know, throughout this football game. And um, you know, At the end of the day, Tennessee did get home one time, I believe, and it was a big-time sack. Tyler Barron, no more Norman Lock, kind of sandwiched uh, Devin Leary there. But that was the only sack. One sack, four TFLs in this football game, and only three quarterback hurries, according to the official stats. We'll take a look at Pro Football Focus um, as you know Sunday goes on. I'll go. I'll have a chance to go back and and watch the watch the football game again and, and kind of pull out some different stats. But didn't get back to the uh, quarterback enough. Josh Hopple was asked about that in post game and. He did one of his 
silences, you know, that whenever he doesn't want to answer a question because they don't want to get fined, talking about the officials. The question was, you know, what was Kentucky doing to make it difficult to get back to the passer? What was Kentucky doing to make it difficult for your, you know, your defensive line? And um, he didn't want to say that he was flat out holding all night, but you got to find a way to break through there and you got to find a way to get to the quarterback. But nonetheless, I mean, Tennessee's defense did not have a good day, but Tennessee's offense was really well. Um, I think minus that last drive there when you're just kind of running out the clock, Tennessee had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine true drives in this football game, and Tennessee scored on seven of those. Um, again, Kentucky's not the 85 Bears, but I thought Tennessee did a great job scoring, getting points, and, and yes, red zone issues. For the second straight week, Tennessee scored only one touchdown and four red zone trips. And I said this in the game thread over at VolQuest.com during the game. You will not beat Georgia by kicking field goals. You will not beat Missouri likely on the on the road by kicking field goals. You've got to cash in. And that's something we can talk about as the week goes on. Uh, second straight week, Tennessee's gone one for four in the red zone, scoring touchdowns, two for eight overall, two touchdowns and eight red zone trips the last two weeks. Um, you're getting points, and that's good. I mean, Charles Campbell had a great game, tied a career high of four made field goals. Um, of course, he had that back in Indiana as well, and um, you know, he was a huge reason why Tennessee was in this football game and led at um, you know the entire way. But you got to find a way to cash in there. Thought Joe Milton was really, really good in this football game. Uh, you know, I'll, again, I'll have a better understanding. I'll go back. I'm going to rewatch the game in the morning and and kind of make some notes. But it felt like, especially in the first half, it kind of felt like Josh Heupel was not calling an aggressive offensive game plan it kind of felt that way but still I thought Joe Milton did a great job of just executing what was called at a high level I think running the football you know getting him in the run game has been really good for him the last couple of weeks and I think that's helped him throw the football better but at the end of the day you look at the end of the and he had a couple of a deep passes really nice throw to Chaz Nimrod wide open um you know for a touchdown hit a couple other deep ones you know one to Dante Thornton over the middle um, at the end of the day, he was 18 of 21 for 228 yards and a touchdown. And uh, that's that's a really, really good day. 18 of 21, meaning he just missed on three throws. One he missed over the top into the end zone. Um, I'll have to go back and, and, and try to you know rack my brain about the other misses. But 18 of 21, just missing three passes on the day. 228 yards, one touchdown. And the, for the first time in an SEC football game, Joe Milton did not turn the football over, and I thought that was critical. No interceptions, uh, no fumbles. Jalen Wright was really good out from the gate, 11 carries, 120 yards, a touchdown. He got uh, the ball rolling with a 53-yard touchdown on the opening drive. He was a bit banged up, according to Josh Heupel. That's why he didn't play at all in the second half. That's why you saw a lot of Dylan Sampson take over the football game, 17 carries, 75 yards, a touchdown. He had a critical uh, reception on a third down late in that football game, early nice block from uh, John Campbell. But Joe Milton was really good. You can win a whole lot of football games with this Joe Milton. You can win a whole lot of football games with last week's Joe Milton at Alabama, despite being shut out in the second half. I know what I said. Um, this is good. And it enabled Tennessee to win a game that I thought you really, really needed to win if you wanted to, if you wanted to get the nine wins. thought it was a win that Tennessee needed to get in order to get the ten wins potentially on the season, because you can still do that. Uh, but nine wins I think is more plausible, meaning you need to win two of the three Kentucky, Missouri, and Georgia, and this was the easiest one of the three. And so, you know, um, uh, job well done in finding a way. Uh, Tennessee, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll get to Devin Lear. I'll get to Kentucky uh, here in just one minute. First, I do want to remind you guys about our friends 
uh, over at eBay Motors. Big, big time friends of the show, pass and drive patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle to level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money is back. Because of the eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need, with the prices you want, it's easy to, to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that W. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotor.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. So a big thank you to eBay Motors and also a big time thank you to our friends, Prize Picks. Uh, Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in America. Easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's not just you against the numbers. It's or it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros, sharks, you pick more or less than the two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Again, I've had so much fun this season, winning 25 times my money back this season by just, again, selecting two or more players, pick more or less the projected stats, Unplace your entry. Price picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit the, my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous a selection of players and stat types is what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app out there. With Price Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, you have a player who who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half. That player is rebooted. PricePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So I encourage you today to go to pricepix.com slash college. Use the promo code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100, meaning if I put in 50 they're going to match me 50 up to $100 by using the promo code locked on college. One more time. That is pricepicks.com slash locked on college. Use that promo code locked on college at pricepicks.com. Again, uh, Devin Leary, I talked about it all week. You know, Devin Leary at NC State in 2021, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, 35 touchdowns, um, over 3,800 yards passing and only five interceptions so far this season he has not been good whatsoever but i said if he if you're ever going to break out of your slump just look at that tennessee defense and devin leary certainly did that 28 of 39 372 yards two touchdowns um he had a really really strong game and again it's because he was hardly ever pressured he was sitting back there and he had a clean pocket and he was finding dane key for you know, drive after drive, you know, Barry and Brown came up big. Jordan Dingle, the tight end, had a couple of third down receptions, and that's unfortunate. Tennessee didn't get home. Tennessee's defense was exposed a little bit. I think you missed Kamal Haddon. Um, but at the end of the day, when you needed to make a stop, up nine in the fourth quarter, you needed to make a stop. You forced that field goal, and then you got the football back and able to ice the game out. So I thought that was critical. Uh, defense making that stop in the, uh, in the, in the fourth quarter. Dylan Sampson taking over the game in the fourth quarter for Tennessee. I thought those were two huge things. And again, you don't have to apologize for winning. Okay. Six and two entering November for the second time since Philip former. The first time was last year. I continue to go back to that. Um, enjoy it. You get 12 of these guaranteed a year. Enjoy it. Enjoy the win. And um, I remember back in 2021, Tennessee had to score on pretty much every single possession every single possession to win that football game, and it did. And Tennessee about had to do that tonight because the game shrunk down a little bit. Kentucky, like, long, sustaining drives, playing keep away from Tennessee's offense. 
Uh, but Tennessee nearly had to be perfect again on the offensive end. A couple of times, you know, they punted the football away, and Jackson Ross continues to be a uh, continues to be a weapon. Of course, you settle for some field goals, but uh, kind of some weird and funky games up in Lexington, and and you know tonight was no different. But at the end of the day, Tennessee does persevere. Tennessee does win thirty three to twenty seven. So what's this mean moving forward? Yeah, again, like I said. Um, I'll continue to say it for only the second time since Philip Former, you're six and two entering the month of November. You are going to get a win next week against UConn. Okay. So that means you are seven and two going back on the road to Missouri, uh, November the 11th or whatever it is. You get a win then, you're coming back home and you're eight and two taking on Georgia. Uh, man, you talk about, I mean, it's already going to be a big game. It's going to get a ton of publicity and everything, but you're eight and two coming home to Neyland Stadium. To take on Georgia, just massive. Uh, you go ahead and guarantee you're 7-2 moving on because you're going to get that homecoming win against UConn. This is a big win. This was a really, really big win on a night where your defense wasn't great. You were playing you know, away from home where you've been you know, really, really bad lately. You picked up your first road win of the season. Congrats to Tennessee. Ran the football well. Um, overall in the football game, Tennessee had 253 yards, ran for over its average. Joe Milton was so good in this football game. And uh, Dante Thornton started and played on the outside wide receiver, and he did more in this game than he has all year long. So, again, plenty, plenty, plenty more, plenty more to break down. We'll detail this game from every single angle, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, but this is a good win for Tennessee. Tennessee's now 6-2, and 3-2 and two in Southeastern Conference play. Joe Milton was the best we've seen him at Tennessee so far, and you needed this win to, you know, to, reach, to reach some of your goals. Uh, and, and you got this win and you took care of business on the road. So job well done, successful trip up to the Bluegrass States and uh, back to Knoxville. And now you'll prep for homecoming. And of course, back on the road to Missouri, the back home against Georgia, and then uh, back home against Vanderbilt to finish out the regular season. I'm Eric Kane, host of Locked On Balls. Appreciate you guys for uh, tuning in and hanging out with me here on this postcast. We'll come back on a Monday show. Um, after my rewatch, I'll give you some more additional notes that I have. We'll hear scoring plays courtesy of the Ball Radio Network. That and a whole lot more is coming up on your Monday edition of Lockdown Balls. But for the final time here on a Sunday morning, late Saturday night. No, it's Sunday morning by the time I post this. I appreciate you guys for being here. Tennessee takes down Kentucky 33-27. to 27.